This is episode 27 of the Lingolstown Life podcast. In this episode, teaching team member Adam Tarantino expands on his Sunday sermon. He shares his contemplations on the peace of this world that is often found through military power, violence, and conflict, a peace that is very different from what Jesus brings to the world. Adam reflects on how he feels Christians can bring peace to our communities. He also shares personal stories and commentary on ways he's seen disciples of Jesus make a positive and a negative impact when trying to be examples of God with us in this world. Welcome to the Lingolstown Life Podcast, where our community seeks to love God and love others. Here you'll find timely teachings and encouraging devotionals to help you deepen your faith. Well, Adam, you just uh, shared your message with us, and it was a, a powerful reminder to us that not only is God with us, but love is with us. Now, one of the things that you touched on briefly in your message was the, the fact that the world oftentimes seeks peace through power. And just talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, so I... It was just happened while I was writing the sermon that my son brought home a, um, a school book that was on the U.S. military. And, and one of the things in there talked about the, the Army's role in the world. And what struck me is that the phrase that our Army is there to enforce peace throughout the world. And it just struck me as such an oxymoron that, that we use our military to enforce peace on others. And it... And for me, that's just incongruous. How can you, how can we say that, that, we're, that we want peace, but we're going to do it through violence, basically, or the threat of violence? Um, and this isn't to say that, that, that I'm disparaging on our armed forces at all. It's, it is to say that, that the world has a perception of peace only attainable through conflict. Um, but then the, the question has to be asked, what kind of peace is that? And I think politically, and just, just to kind of say it, we see what happens in the Middle East where we've been in those wars since I've been a, a, a sophomore in college, and that's been, well, since 2001 or so. So it's almost 20 years we've been there, and, and we don't have peace there. You know what I mean? Or... We look at it as trying to enforce peace through through means here at home, and we've seen that a lot during this, this the the I would say the um, social justice uprising I would call it. And no matter where you are on it, you can't enforce peace through the the brutal tactics that we've seen in in cities and communities in in this country. And so it, it really just begs that that question of. Is that, a, is that a good way to have peace anymore? Because you were talking about the peace of Rome, yes. the Pax Romano, and uh, the reason there was peace was because Rome's military had basically brought peace everywhere. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. enforced peace, as right. you say. And, uh, and, and so Jesus offers something entirely different to us. Um, his, his peace is... is radically different than the peace that we often see in the world and um, you know as I think about as I think about Jesus ministry 
um, there were people who were looking at him as the Messiah to be this this political or this military leader who was somehow going to overthrow Rome. Mm. And, you know, even, even as Jesus was there among his people, among his disciples, there was, there was this wrong understanding about how peace is obtained. So mm -hmm. just, just talk about that. I mean, um, the, the whole idea that, you know, we, we think peace has to, be, has to be forced upon people but that's not necessarily God's plan, is it? Right. Um, you know, what you were saying there, and just for those who don't know, uh, there was a, a major um, Hebrew uprising, the Maccabees. It's in, it's in the Catholic Bible, or we, we term it as the Apocrypha here in the Protestant Church. Um, but there are books um, written about, it, scripture, if you want to call it that, about the Maccabees and their uprising, and it, and it didn't go well. <laughs> uh, the Romans, while the, while the Hebrews had um, initial success, the Romans ultimately um, annihilated them. And, but the, the sentiment was still there at Jesus' time. That's why you, you have Simon the Zealot, who he was a zealot for the overthrow of Roman rule. And, and when you just imagine that it was only 60 years, or 60 years before Jesus' birth that, that Rome instituted their, their occupation, if you want to call it of that, and only 40 years prior, prior had the Senate, the Roman Senate, approved Herod as the, the rightful, quote-unquote, king of, of Israel. Um, I guess it was Judah at the time. Mm -hmm. um, that you can see that 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 influence was was very real to them, and and that's why the priests act with such, I guess you know they act as the de facto leaders in in, in all of the gospels. Herod's just he's a side story. He's a means to the end. On on well, Her both of the Herods. I guess there's like three Herods. They kept on naming themselves Herods, yes. so it wasn't easy, but to, to know what was happening. But um, the, the priests were the leaders of the church at that time, and they. It was sort of this weird, sub, um, you know, I guess subservience to Rome, but also trying to assert their own. But anyways, that's a little bit beside the point. You know, what it, when we look at it as what did Jesus bring to us? And Jesus' message was all about love, and it was about treating people who may be different from you or may not as your neighbor as someone whom you love and that you know because that's when you think of neighbors it's you think about why well, know them i live close to them i see what they're doing with their daily lives even more so then obviously they they were much more menial hands-on tasks of work and so not everyone was in their houses <laughs> not everyone was was had their nose in a phone or, or in a computer and so they, they knew the people around and I think that's just the, the Jewish culture as well is, is to be a community and so I think that that's a call for for us as as Christians to to really take a step back um, one of the things that I've read in the past two years uh, was a book by Dr. John Fia, he's, he's a professor at Messiah. Uh, it's called Believe Me, and um, it's about, it is a historical look at how, how did evangelicals vote overwhelmingly for Donald Trump in 2016. But, you know, apart from that, and I'm not going to get into it too detailed, but it is about where, 
where did this that the that evangelicalism was became synonymous with republicanism and it really starts with that moral majority and i think um from from jerry falwell senior and i think that's where it kind of bled into i mean that's how i was raised as a christian i was raised in in an anti-baptist denomination which is a pacifist denomination um that's when i became a christian in high school that's where the church i, I went to then um but even then it was we we it seems that Christians now in America, we, we look for the military as, as kind of Christian warriors, almost. We look to a, a political party to achieve what we want um, religiously in a political manner, whether it be the Supreme Court rules, whether it be laws against same-sex marriages, whether there be laws against abortion or to overturn Roe versus Wade. All these things to me scream as we, we don't, we're not trusting in God's power. We're not trusting in the, the message of Jesus. And this isn't to say that people at our church believe this. It is to say in general, when you think about American Christianity. And I think that it's radical then to go back to a message of Jesus telling us to love one another, um, that then it all kinds of fall. It, it falls apart. If people want to get married to 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 a same sex partner, wh where are we to stand and say that that they can't? Is, do we believe it's wrong? Well, I mean that's that's an issue the denomination's been dealing with for a while. It's it's a really weird issue, but to have us then say that they have to not do it because that's what we believe as the church and America is a majority Christian nation. Well, but that's not right. Jesus never said that we have to force our, his love on other people. It's just, we were just supposed to love each other. And so what's radical is to believe that, that God's power, that the, the proliferation of the gospel happens through peaceful means, happens through daily interactions. I find that more powerful than mandating that people need to believe what Christians believe, because especially in America, we're, we're such a multicultural, we're so diverse as a people, um, where to, to kind of mandate that, it, we lose ourselves in the, the power, the political power, the really just that, the political power, the worldly power of what, instead of, instead of the, the spiritual power that we're told through the Gospels. Right. Yeah. I've often I've often made the comment that um, you know through our relationships through our individual relationships uh, through our individual actions we can probably make more of an impact hmm. than a law that's passed you know in Harrisburg or in hmm. Washington we have that ability to to lovingly engage with one another mm -hmm. and, and that's a that's an act of love that's a radical act of love for somebody who may who may differ from us um, mm -hmm. you know in, in terms of their thoughts well and I've said it uh, in one of the earlier message I delivered that uh, I have uh, one of my nephews is is gay one of my cousins is is gay and and for my aunt um, who who her only contact with with Christianity was my grandfather who unfortunately is is very very fundamentalist um, was 
and he just kind of rejected his his own grandson and so i remember distinctly when my when his brother uh, uh, my um was getting married uh, my my cousin had brought his boyfriend to the to the wedding at the time and and my wife and i just sat down and we had a conversation with them and how are they doing you know all this and my aunt kind of pulled me aside after the, after that dinner and it's like you know aren't you aren't you upset with that i'm like how i'm happy for him that he found someone why would i why would i be upset and and really that was several years ago and i think little bit by bit my wife and i what's more impactful is that my my aunt sees on the you know on the radio on the news that that republicans are trying to ban same-sex marriages or they're trying to ban abortions or that she sees real people my wife and i having real interactions with something that is very personal to her so you're exactly right yeah yeah so so when we when we you know get to the heart of what your message was today it was it was the fact that that you and i uh, all of us as disciples of jesus really have the opportunity to physically to to relationally present god with us to the world mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, and i think you you did a great job of reminding us about that uh as you wrapped that whole message up so any any final thoughts about that um you know i know that the the message was hard uh, one of our other um members of the the of the um, teaching team. Teaching team. <laughs> I was going to say leadership team. I'm like that's not who it is. One of the other members of our teaching team uh, has really um, kind of uh, pressed me on making the, the message more hopeful. As uh, um, I had said, I written it and still dealing with with depression. Um, and I guess hopefully it came through that it's hard to find peace, and that's okay. But what can be helpful for those who? aren't but and to a lesser extent those who are still dealing with that struggle of where do i find peace is to not really pay it forward but more to be a good listener to be to be someone who who is being helpful in their community just even just reaching out with a mask on six feet away to your neighbor to someone who you can kind of sense maybe could be struggling over the phone and a postcard email something like that of how are you doing talk to me that sort of thing and that is the hope that is that is what we're called to to show love to show god's peace is to to be that light um in these dark times and and it is it's it's the struggle is is very real for those who are who are not taking this this well and and maybe for for it is for everyone because we're just not used to being this isolated or having all these external stresses on our lives so to really push forth the gospel truth is to be someone who's just willing to to be a, a genuine smile when people need it in their daily lives. Right. Well, and you just gave a great segue for how we can let people know what's coming up in January. Yes. Because we're going to be talking uh, just about this whole idea of dealing with our mental health, uh, dealing with with uh, with how do we deal with with areas of darkness in our life uh despair loneliness uh all of that stuff is is just sort of amplified over mm -hmm. and over again so uh i know i'm looking forward 
to uh, to January and sharing that message. And uh, you're actually going to be bringing the sermon from the book of Job. That's right. And it'll be in two weeks, well, three weeks or so, second week of January. Um, it's uh, It'll be a, a very personal message, but I, I, I really do believe that everything, the, the four uh, message series that we're going to do, um, just talking about that mental health issues. I, I think it's going to be really impactful. It's we're going to need it. You know, we're, we're getting into the to the darkest times of the year. I mean, the winter solstice is coming up tomorrow. <laughs> um, but but even through that, it's it's going to feel really bad here for a while. And so um, I am I am also looking forward to, it, and I really hope that it speaks to a lot of people in our church, and and hopefully it's shared uh, outside the church. So it'll be exciting things will hopefully be happening here. <laughs> Well, thank you, Adam. Thanks yep. for the message today, and thanks for the opportunity to share uh, in this, uh, this podcast today as well. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Lingolstown Life podcast. If this message was meaningful to you, we hope that you'll leave a review and share it with others. If you want to know more about our church or would like to attend a service or community event, find out more at www.lingolstownlife.org. God bless you and may you go forth to love God and love others.